Blog Talk Radio. Well, Lisa, we're back again. It's Monday, and I'm super glad we're here. And you guys a great idea for the show today. So why don't you share what you uh, what you want to talk about, or what we're both going to talk about, and because it's a good one. Anyway, please. Oh, no problem. Well, happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, Marie. Hope everybody listening had a good weekend. Um, actually, every weekend's good, right? We we wake up mm. every weekend is good. Yes. Yes, you're right about so, that. It is. I I had just thrown out the idea of um, discussing how we really need guidance from our angels when we become parents, whether you're a mother or a father, whether you're stepfather, foster, you know, if you're mothering an an animal, whether you're mothering a human, it's just the challenges that, you know, we face in those roles, I think is um, one that is very gratifying but can also be extremely challenging at times. And I know that if I didn't have my angels to rely on, I'm not sure how I would make it through. So that was what I wanted to, you know, just basically discuss today. That's really good, too. I love that. You know, when I, uh, I have a a daughter, and um, and she's she's in school right now and and out, out, out and about in school and, you know, having, you know, as, 20 year 20 plus year old kids do well a woman young lady you know figuring things out and uh so i i get what you're saying and i'll never forget when i first had her and she was a baby i you know i i go she needs to eat this amount every day that's what they said and eat at this time and um my do you remember doing that right you i don't want yeah. her to get sick or anything uh you know you're afraid you're going to make a mistake but they are resilient right. children on they are. But what I did is I got a, you know, I've seen angels since age of three and, you know, God always is there. So I was like, God and his angels, however you see that. But I'll never forget getting angel cards. And it's like, is she okay? And I pull an angel card, right? <laughs> so, you know, and she, is she sleeping too much? And, you know, I didn't want to make a mistake with her. And of course I did. You know, we all do. It's part of learning. But uh, having those cards really helped me. And then just being able to pray, right? And um, uh, I'll never forget being able to you know, like touch her little body, right? Her chakras and everything and making sure they were spinning them the right way, you know, they clockwise and, you know, people do different things and making, I didn't, I didn't make her food homemade. I never got that, you know, to do that, that message, but there are people that make their home, you know, go there really the extra, extra mile, but having mm-hmm. those and then reading books too and watching TV, you know, cause they, we're our, their first uh, teachers, right? Don't you think? Right. So, yes. And, uh, yeah, so, and I wonder whenever she, I go, when is she going to be old enough to clean a room, right? Do you remember those days cleaning the room up? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, so. It's, not, it's almost like you're wishing time away, in, in a sense, because it's like, oh, when are they going to be able to do this on their own? And when can they do this on their own? And when can they do that on their own? And then you're like, oh, gosh, maybe I don't want them to do that on their own. Like, I wasn't ready for my kids to drive at all. I wasn't, like. Please don't put right. them on the road. I just, you know, am so fearful for them. Not that I didn't necessarily trust them, although I guess I did have a little bit of that skepticism. But, you know, you just never know. Are they going to be aware enough of their surroundings to, you know, drive that, you know, the way, like the offensive driving. So I don't know. It was just, um, I just think, you know, raising children, like I said, is and having children is very gratifying. But, you know, we don't have a manual. When we become parents or we become the responsible party 
for something or someone, there's no manual that tells us what to do. And I think our kids look at us as if we're supposed to have the answers to everything. And while, you know, we get our guidance from our angels and our heavenly beings, you know, they give us the free will to make the right decision. And I think that our kids, as they get older, do end up realizing, especially once they have children, now they understand, you know, we as parents kind of wing it, you know, yes, there's guidelines out there, excuse me, like you were saying with the feeding schedules, only supposed to give this much formula or this much milk or this much food and this type of this and all that, you know, and everybody's different. So you have to adjust to this little growing person that is now a part of your family and do the best that you can to make sure that they're thriving and that they're learning and that they're growing and they have the knowledge that, you know, they need to have to live in this world on their own eventually. But it's, it's hard, you know, and every stage has its, its challenges. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you went through that with your daughter. I did. And um, one of the things that I, I really, really believe in, and I know to be true is, you know, God says, you know, God, the angel says, we'll do it. You know, my daughter, uh, she slept with me, you know, as a single mom. And, uh, and, and I didn't mind her sleeping with me. I enjoyed, you know, cuddling with her, you know, how that goes. And, um, you know, she would wake up in the night sometimes and kids have nightmares. Well, my daughter, every once in a while would. And, uh, she says, I go, what did you do? I threw gummy bears at the monster, right? You know, (laughs) like, oh my goodness. And I was like, okay, I'm right. She's throwing gummy bears. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, but I also know that sometimes we can be super overprotective with parent with mm-hmm. our kids, or maybe not protective enough. So I'll, I'll never forget, you know, my daughter. Um, my daughter had was in the neighborhood, and I lived in a really cool neighborhood. And I, she had walked out, and um, and she came right back. But I remember being terrified because she was only a gosh. She was under five. She must have been between four and five, right? And all the parents would, you know, she's over there and they call, you know, and that kind of thing. And I'll never forget being just so freaked out about her being with somebody. And and she came running back and I was like, oh, my gosh. And um, and I remember an angel saying, she's going to have to, you're going to have to give her a little space to breathe. Like, really? Maybe when she's 100, I'll do that, but not, you know, not, you know, running over to the neighbors, right? And, but sure. I do know, I know that they have such a, God, God and the angels have such a different way of looking at things, right? We don't want to grow sometimes or we're too afraid to let them go and you got to let them go. And, you know, they're always going to be safe. So I say, God and the angels, you guys take care of them, watch them, right? And then they, you know, and, and they, they were okay and they were, they were good. And then you worry about them with it when they're getting new friends, right? And they get a little older. They get fifth and sixth grade, and they get a little bit more challenging because they have an opinion, and they're not afraid to share it. At least my daughter wasn't. And do you remember those times? How, how did you handle oh, it? Did, yeah. you, did you meditate? Did you, <sighs> did you ground them, right? Grounding is always good, well, right? Well, you know, I think that was just an initial human response is that when your kids don't do what you ask them to do, it's a grounding thing. And I, I did have to do that with both of my boys. I mean, they're adults, you know, now at this point. But when they were young, I mean, I did have to ground them. And, you know, I, I just had to hope and pray that they were going to learn a lesson 
from having like all of these positive things in their life taken away for a period of time. So, you know, whether it was, no, you can't drive yourself to school, I'm going to have to take you. Or no, you can't go to the homecoming dance, you have to stay home. You know, these are choices that you've made that have consequences. So, you know, like you said, it's like, is it the right thing? Is it the wrong thing? Are we overprotective? Are we underprotective? You know, how do you find that happy median? And I, I do believe it goes back to we have to trust our angels. We have to trust our heavenly beings and know that I believe in God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I have to trust that the journeys that my children have taken or continue to take, are they're going through them for a reason. And right. that's, that's a really hard thing, you know, as, as a parent, um, you know, to sit back and watch unfold because I, I think every parent has some sort of um, skepticism, you know, when you let your children leave the nest and it's hard to, it's always hard to see somebody you love fail and not that right. we're wanting them to fail, but it's hard to sit back and try to protect this person. But you've always said to me, you know, you learn by contrast. So they have to learn by doing things that could potentially have negative consequences to know what to do in the future that's going to have positive consequences. I agree with you on that, 100%. That's good. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you know, it's hard, uh, and I know we've all gone through it in, in some way, shape, or form, you know, whether it's, you know, a toddler and watching them learn how to walk and fall down and get hurt, or, you know, an older child who is going through puberty or, you know, maybe getting bullied or maybe they're the ones that are bullying or, you know, the driving situation, you know, exposed to things that could be very harmful to them. It's really hard to find that balance and keep them protected all the time it is and I'll never forget this my dad um teaching me how to parallel park right that you know to this day that's a little hard for me I because I, I live in South Beach now so everywhere is parallel parking but in that reason thinking about that but I man I just got my license right and I go dad you have to help me parallel park how did you get your license without parallel I go I know how to parallel park I'm just so afraid to you, you know Mm-hmm. And um, so my dad said he got me a, you know, we didn't have YouTube <laughs> like we do now. Now you learn how to drive a plane. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so he helped me and he goes, now I want you to go here and pick up this. And, he, you know, and he says, you're going to have to pay a little part. I don't know how you have to go with me. And I'll never forget, you know, because I could have hurt his car, you know what I mean, or or anything, but. What happened is you had, he let me go and did a parallel park. I did. And did I do it well? I did. I didn't bang the car up at all. Yay. Yeah, Good right? deal. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what we have to do with our children, right? We have to let them make their decisions. And we have to let them make mistakes, you know. So my daughter, I'll never forget, her taking her on her first driving lesson and her put her in the front car. And we went to this open open parking lot and she drove and she did really good I never you know it's like I was like sweating it you know but I had to I had to let her go and do that you know so um and that's what she did you know so anyway mm-hmm. and then I never ever 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 tried to hold on to her so tight that she couldn't breathe because that's not healthy you know 
Right. Um, and, yeah. And, you know, and, and I always said, and we always have our intuition when something's not quite right with our children. Did you ever go with that, have intuition about your, both of your sons or one of your sons or whatever? Did you ever get an intuitive Constantly. feeling? To this day. To this day. I still have that intuitive feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hard because I, I want to try to think, say to myself, okay, is it your, just your imagination or do you truly have this feeling or is something, you know, really going to occur out of this intuition or this feeling? And, you know, I can't say 100% one way or the other, but I do know that I have had those gut feelings and 99% of the time they've been pretty close to what's going on. And it's, it's kind of a... Um, it's an uncomfortable position to be in because while you, while you, you know, have this intuition or this gut feeling that something is happening or a situation is going on, right. you, can't, you can't do anything about it. It's just like you're sitting here with your hands tied or you're sitting on your hands because there's nothing you can do about it. And I remember um, having a conversation with my oldest son, and this is probably – six or seven years ago, and he's 31 right now. And um, his dad and I, who are divorced, but we are still, you know, co-parenting at the time, and we both looked at him, and we were sitting across the table, and we said, you know, imagine that there's a fire going on behind you, but you're looking at us, so you can't right. see what's happening behind you. We see it, and we're trying to tell you, hey, this is happening, you need to do something to get away from it or you need to do something to prevent it. And that's one analogy that I have shared with several of my friends and they're like, wow, that's really impactful because they never thought to explain that situation to their kids that way. And not that it made a difference one way or the other, tree, but I'm just saying, you know, when you've got that feeling and the only way you can explain it is to try to give the other person being our children in this example, the, you know, the situation of we see what you can't because your back is to it. So you have to trust us with what we're sharing with you. And then, yeah. then I think it goes back to the free will that God has given us. You know, he's given us free will. So what we do with that is our decision. And we have to hope that we follow in his word and follow what our, you know, angels are helping us to do and make the right decision. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree with that. Um, and and that that's tough. It really is it, because um, we want to shield them. But, uh, you know, I think it's, you know, the angels, they, they're saying, hey, you got to let them go. And, uh, and just realize that they're going to, you know, they, they've got to, a higher part of themselves, their souls that are really connected to all that is are their, their uh, God of their understanding, however you want to say that. And, and I know that. And I also try to, I always tried to give my daughter some freedom. I really did. And it was tough. And, um, and she pushed the boundaries at times. And um, I mean, have you ever caught your, 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 your little boys? Well, they're not little boys anymore, but, uh, have you ever thought caught them drinking or doing things they shouldn't have done? I did my daughter, right? Oh no, oh, I yeah. haven't drank anything. Right? It's like yeah, yeah, right. So, um, yeah. you know, that's scary. That's super scary. It is when scary. they do this. It, 
but you know, I, I guess it's just like, you know, we've all, we're human beings, right? It's like, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. Well, it's like, you know, Adam and Eve, oh, don't eat the apple, don't eat the apple, don't eat the apple, but then why not? What's going to happen if I eat it? So, you know, just like with us, don't drink and drive, don't do drugs, don't do this, don't do that. Well, why? Nothing's going to happen to me, you know, so you get that kind of like mindset. And until, you know, you know, God forbid something were to happen, will changes be made? And that's what's scary. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. And then certain things that you teach them, you know, my daughter, um, I'll never forget her asking me this question. I was pretty skillful at it because she didn't need to know about it. So right then and there, how does the baby get here? Lord, right? She was young. She oh. was probably five or six years old, maybe. I was like, mm-hmm. and I found a way to explain it to her without taking her innocence away. Okay. Do, do you under, do you understand what I mean by that? And I'll never, sure. I think God told Jesus, you got to help me here. And she was, Oh, that sounds cool. Okay. And so I took out the uh-huh. part, you know, you know, the part about the penis and, and the vagina, but I was able to put it together where it made sense to her. I was like, okay, good. You know, cause she didn't, I felt like it was a little too soon for that, but I was able to put, put part of it together. And, uh, and to this day, she goes, I'll never forget that. She goes, you made it sound like it, it was magical. I go, right? Because it is. And she says, and I never, mm-hmm. you know, so that was one of those things that we, we all come, you know, have to do at, certain, at a certain time. And I believe that learning about the birds and the bees should come from mom and dad. I really do. I agree. Um, yep. Yeah. And God and angels and Jesus, they all helped me. And I was like, thank you. Right. And, you know, and uh, her father and I actually talked to her a little bit a few years later, which was good. Like you and your husband, your ex-husband, you know, the children's dad did. And Mm -hmm. I think that's important, too, because they got to get a wholesome experience with it. Um, You know, and drinking and driving, drinking and smoking, uh, you know, smoking drugs and all that. Um, You know, my daughter and I had a real heart to heart with that. Did you do the same with your with your boys, or how did you guys handle it, or if that's okay to ask? Oh, absolutely, yes. And I, you know, like you, you know, we had the conversation with them, and it was taught to them in school. I mean, they had classes regularly that talked about, you know, drugs and alcohol and the consequences and what it does to you mentally, what it does to you physically, what it can do to you in your future, you know, if this is, you know, if you're if you're wanting to be a, a specific, um, I don't know, have a specific role in society, you know, those kind of things can totally affect your your future because it's going to be part of your past, unfortunately, and it carries with you. So right. you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, hurdles that you have to you know jump over. You know, unfortunately, you may have to pay some consequences legally you know, if you do this the wrong way. And and I vividly remember with both of my boys that they were in um, a couple car accidents. And I looked at them and I said, you do realize that your guardian angels protected you. And that's why you are here and we're having this conversation now. And um, this was on two separate occasions because they both had at different times. And each one of them said to me, I know. And, the, you know, it was it was my grandparents that had passed and my mom who had passed. And they both agreed and they knew that they were the ones that saved them from further injuries or, you know, 
potential life-threatening injuries. So um, it, it's, it's really hard. You know, I, and I told him, I said, if I could keep you in the house with a ball and chain, I would. But that's not fair to you and it's not fair to me because you need to learn real world. And um, it, it was tough. You know, I can't say that I, – I hate to use the word expectation, but I was never one to use the word never. You know, like, I don't know about you, but I would have friends um, or my kids' friends' parents would say, oh, my child will never do that. Oh, my child will never do that. Or they'll never do never, never, never. And I'm like, mm, okay, it might not be that, but it might be something else. So I don't use that word because you just don't know what the future holds. You don't know what your kids are going to do. And you just have to trust and have faith. And I rely on my guardian angels constantly to help protect me and protect my children. And now I've got a little grandson, you know, who is a part of our family now. And, you know, he's in the mix. And it's like, oh, my gosh, please, you know, knowing what my son went through, you know, hopefully he'll guide him the right way. But, again, it's free will. You know, you can talk and do as much as you can as a parent. But I think you and I can agree, Tari, that when we set the foundation and we instill those values with our children, we have to hope and pray that even when they do have that stumble and they do have that fall, that there's a foundation that they know is always there for them. And right. they will eventually look back on that foundation. You're right. Where are, where are their first teachers? You know, your son yes. learns how to treat, treat women. You know, one of them, they're, you know, they both date or now you're, one of your sons is married, but they learn how to treat women in relationships through us. So what we say and what yes. we do is important because if you're not matching up with what you're you're saying and you're not doing the same thing, they understand that. And my, da- my daughter gave right. me the greatest compliment. She said, Mom, I know how a man should treat me by watching how you, you know, you the relationships you've had, including my dad, how you how you wanted to be treated. And I go, well, thank you. Um, and that's Aww. a good thing. Yeah, right. That's a beautiful uh, comment. Yes, very complimentary. Yeah, and and I'll never forget that ever, ever, ever. And um, so, like you, I never use the word always, and I never use the word never. Okay, always exactly. and never. Mm-hmm. Like you know, with her or with anybody. Yep. Um, yeah. To you know, love is forever. I do believe that, but sometimes I think it gets skewed when we're talking to our kids about love, you know, with, well, I love her, I love him. And, uh, you know, with, with men, just remember, teach them unconditional love. That's so important because it was unconditional love. It will live forever, you know, long after our physical body is gone. I told somebody that not too long ago. And uh, my daughter says, I like that. I'm I, love is forever. Unconditional love like God has for us is the most important kind of love. And I always believe that. I, I also think a couple of things that I was told to do with her has made such an impact in meditation and prayer. Um, we would pray together and meditate together, maybe a minute or so, right? Because we can do anything for a minute. But, you know, helping my daughter relax was really key because, uh, you know, like me, she's like her brain's going way before, way after she's sleepy. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. prayer and meditation is key, I think. And, uh, oh, you know, I agree my, with you, yes. Yeah, and then food. 
good food, right? So I used to get so annoyed because I go, Heather, you got to eat this way. And then the, the her doctor says, instead of looking at daily, look at it for the whole week. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I did. Yep. You know, yes. Prayer, yes. prayer meditation. And letting them ask questions, you know, I, I think was really key because uh, I, I love to hear what you think about this. But my daughter, she decided one day she wanted to ex- uh, experience different religions to see which one would work. I go, great. She says, well, take me to one. I go, no, no, no. You have to research yourself. And she said, mm-hmm. okay. I said, I will drive you and I'll even go with you. You know what? She picked out a Baptist black church. Can you believe that? We were in, we were in church forever. <laughs> So, because they have, wow, they have good. yeah, they have great musical uh-huh. tradition in their Baptist. So the sermons typically are long. I love them. Okay, and so we went. And she goes, "Can we go go?" I go, "No, not till we're done." And so we were done, and you know, we went to Presbyterian, we went to the Jewish one, and you know, and all of them. Um, and she was born and raised Catholic, like you, but it gave her a sense of finding God. She didn't find her in her, find God in her own, which she grew up with. She found God when she was in a different part of the, you know, it's almost like she found God when she went to a different country. And that's when you really oh. can find God. Yeah, I'll never forget that. I was like, and her dad supported me with that one, you know, and he took her to some different type of religious, uh, you know, or churches or whatever. And but she's got her own view on God, which is very similar to mine and yours. Mm-hmm. And, right. She, she didn't, she wasn't led there. She found her way there. You know what I mean? Right. So, and it was, there was a reason for it. Yeah. Because she would drive me crazy. And you know how that goes. What a beautiful journey though, Tari. I mean, I think that is, it's very, um, and that's very admirable of her, you know, to reach out and to start like inquiring, like what is this and what is that, you know, and for her to make the decision and it goes back to, you know, the way you raised her. I mean, obviously as a Christian, and that was her belief and, and that she, this is what she found that she was comfortable with. And I remember, um, I've shared this before, that I listened to Joyce Meyer Ministries and one of her um, ministries that she was speaking at basically said, and, you know, don't hold me to this as a quote, but it was more like there's really no religion. It's all about Christianity. Like right. it doesn't matter what your religion is. It's just what are you doing as a good person? What are you doing, you know, for yourself that's following the word of God? And what are you doing for others that follows the word of God? And I that really, you know, hit me pretty hard. It was like, wow, I never looked at it that way. <coughs> right. You're right. That's 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 great, and I like that. Joyce Myers. I, I've I've listened to her a few times, and I know she's a favorite of yours. But as someone that believes in God and the angels and 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 Jesus and and spirit, holy, Mr. Holy, as I call him, I think it's super important that you guide your kids there there to find a fishing pole. Don't give them a fish. Give them a fishing pole so they can find their own journey to God. I mean that. Um, with everything inside of me, that was one of the best things that I did for my daughter. And uh, my my parents were a little different with that, um, but I think that you've got to to give them the fishing pole. And how do you do that? You know, they'll just say, "Hey, you need to find your journey to God. Find God yourself. Don't expect a minister 
or anybody to do that. You need to go into that and guide them. Guide them to do that, and you'll be surprised at what they will find. And they'll find their way right. to God. Yes. I like the fishing pole idea. I mean, or that analogy. I like that whole concept. It's just like, hey, here's your tool. Now you have to go find and, you know, whatever the catch is going to be. And then that's going to be something that you have to research. Right. You're right. And that's what we did. I took her took her by the hand and I'd go with her to where she, where she wanted to go. When she went to the Jewish uh, Jewish one, we have a friend of ours who was Jewish who, who went with us and took us both. You know, I was firm in what I believe, but she wanted to check it out. And I'm not going to say no, because I think if you give them the structure of finding God with prayer and meditation as when they're little, they'll find, they'll, they'll find their version. There's, I think there's only one God, okay? But they'll find uh, a relationship with, their, with God, and then they can go to mm-hmm. and find and find joy and love. You know what I mean? Whether it's in, it's oh, in the I Baptist yes. Presbyterian, it doesn't matter. They'll find it. It doesn't matter. Anyway, yep. um, we're almost out of time, so um, this was fun. I enjoyed this, and uh, we, we learned a lot. Uh, thank you, by the way, for sharing and being so open. So I can't wait to have grandchildren. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you, yes. Tari. Mm-hmm. It's good. We had a good time today. Uh, so uh, we'll see you next Monday. And uh, I was telling Lisa that I, I wanted to say this, that um, one of the things that we're doing is we're changing, not changing, but coaching, uh, it's it's like amazing what you can be, what kind of coach you can be. So uh, relationships uh, and uh, creating some great spiritual relationships and God working with us to do that. So that's kind of coaching that we want to do here. And uh, parenting is one aspect of that, right? So yeah, good. Yes. And we have each other to lean on, and that's what, don't forget that we've got this whole community of parents out there that are here to help each other, and that's what we want to do to help our community. You know, hopefully we can learn something together. Absolutely. So that's good. Anyway, thanks for sharing the ideas, and we'll see you next Monday. Take care, everybody. Bye, Lisa. Sounds great, Therese. Thank you. Bye-bye.